everybody. You're very welcome to the Oh My Gosh podcast. So today I'm going to be speaking with personal support worker Anne Piercy. And we're just going to speak about the national, well, there was a recent outbreak of syphilis. So the HSE has confirmed this. So the majority of cases are reported in males, but there's actually an increase in female cases and in heterosexual transmission. So hi, Anne, you're welcome to today's chat. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. I just wanted to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about syphilis? So what is syphilis? Um, just to confirm on the on the outbreak, yes, there's, um, there's been an outbreak of syphilis. Actually, um, in the statistics, it's saying that just this, this year alone, 2021, there's been 242 cases from January 1st to April 30, which is kind of like a, a spike. Mm. Um, and uh, to answer your question about syphilis, syphilis is caused by a bacteria and the bacteria is called uh, Treponema pallidum. It's a word that I was like, oh, what is this? And how did they come to, you know, name yeah, this bacteria, yeah. this name. I didn't go into much details, but um, what I know is that the first word, which is the triponema, is the genus, and then the pallidum is the species. And um, I'll have to go deep into that um, mm. to find out what this is all about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least we know we need to really know there is it's a bacteria called. That's what it's called because it's a bit of a yeah, a bit tricky. <laughs> um so so like how would someone contract syphilis um syphilis um um it starts with a a penless sore um it's typically on the genital area Mm -hmm. uh the rectum and around the mouth and um it can be um transmitted through skin-to-skin contact or coming in direct contact with the syphilis sore itself. Mm. Uh, One can also contract the syphilis through unprotected oral, vaginal or anal sex. Mm. It can also be transmitted through uh, mother to baby during pregnancy. And uh, this is called a congenital syphilis, um, which is a, it is a chronic infection disease caused by um, the same, the treponema. Pallidum, and it's acquired by the fetus in the uterus before birth and uh, the symptoms of this disease may not become apparent until several weeks or months after birth and um, yeah and that's in the baby in the, in the baby when the baby is born but it's actually transmitted through pregnancy in the oh. in the in the times of the pregnancy yeah okay. and uh, there's another one which is uh, it can also be transmitted through uh, blood transfusion. But as you know that uh, for one to get blood from someone else, it has to go through screening and all. So this is not quite um, common. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there's nowadays it's not as common as it was. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. Because uh, you know, uh, bloods have to go to the, 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 the bloods that people donate, they have to go to, to uh, they have to go through screening screening for everything so that's not really something that's yeah okay and um yeah. how would I know so say how would I know that I've contracted syphilis how would I know are there symptoms 
Yeah, there are symptoms, but actually there are different stages of, uh, of the infection. Um, so some people have no symptoms at all. Um, you can be wondering, walking around um, having syphilis and not even knowing that you have syphilis. Mm -hmm. This is why it is important to get tested if you are at risk, especially uh, for men that have sex with men, uh, because um, when because of the no symptoms, um, it's really important for people to, to get tested. Um, and symptoms can also vary uh, from painless sore, which is an ulcer, to a rash all over the body. Um, mm -hmm. And the symptoms also depend on how long the person has had the syphilis infection. Okay. And if, uh, if, if, if syphilis is not treated, it can cause problems with the one's heart, the brain, the eyes, and also it can attack the nervous system. Okay. And mm. so this recent outbreak, um, how, I wonder what's like caused the recent outbreak? Um, unfortunately, um, the website, like the HSC website, the H is it HPSC, they're not actually mentioning as to why uh, there has been an outbreak. It could be, well, just, you know, saying mm -hmm. it, it could be that um, maybe because the texting services were shut down, you know, during the first lockdown and then the second lockdown and people didn't really think about going and getting tested and also people are conscious about their health at the moment so people are really trying to test for this and that and the other and um, we could say it's an outbreak yes but maybe uh, it was long overdue for people to go testing mm -hmm. and not just you know wait for symptoms to to come up but um, another thing would be that maybe there could be some maybe casual um, sex involved in the whole thing, maybe dating sites and dating, because at the moment when you look at it, people are um, enclosed, people are in their own houses and all they can do is maybe talk to people, talk to one another through uh, phones, virtual or texting. And um, I don't want to say this, but maybe webbing, uh, dating sites have boomed, the business has gone up because yeah. quite lonely. Yeah. People want to talk to someone, yeah. people want to meet someone. Yeah. And if they can meet someone, um, one person, and the person that they're meeting, they don't even know who the person is because they've only met, you know, on, on site. And uh, they decide to engage in sexual activities. And if the sex is unprotected, they're not using condoms, then definitely yes. there would be, you know, the risk of um, acquiring um, syphilis and other STIs. So um, that uh, that's just what I am thinking, but um, I'm yet to do some more research as to why these, um, arise in the syphilis cases yeah yeah okay and um how could so how could someone be tested for syphilis what's the whole testing process um testing um we have the 
the like here in Limerick Midwest region, we have um, the STI clinic, which is in the regional hospital, where they do the whole full screening. So they do all the STI um, checks, screens, mm -hmm. and uh, one can you know book an appointment, write to them, send them an email, or make a, an all phone, and um, they will be given an appointment date to go in and they do the whole bloods, uh, blood tests and all. We also, as GOSH, um, we offer services and um, we do testing. Uh, it is rapid testing and it's uh, we do three tests. We do HIV, syphilis and uh, hepatitis C. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's rapid. It only takes 60 seconds for one to know their results. And um, it's very, very, very um, confidential, discreet. Um, one can actually access the services by phoning, um, uh, phoning and sending an email, uh, booking an appointment because of the COVID you know, restrictions we're not we don't have the doors open for people to just walk in. We don't have the walk-in services. We only have you, a person has to book in yeah. order for them to access the services. But um, we um, we are actually doing a testing and it's for free. Let me say that it's free. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's so for that test, it's not an individual test for each STI. It's all done in one. It's like it's all done at once. Yeah, um, when a person comes in, they sit down, it's just a prick on the finger and a few drops of blood. And uh, we do all the three tests at one go. So within 60 seconds, the results will be there and the person will walk out knowing whether they have or they don't have. But as I say, the tests are free. Yeah. And yeah. what I was going to ask there, so say if an individual um, is positive for, um, say, syphilis, just, yes. what's the follow-up then are they is it a referral service to the hospital or for treatment yeah um if uh we do the test and the results are positive for either hiv syphilis or hepatitis c we have a referral system we're linked in with the university of limerick sdi mm -hmm. um the ID department where we uh, do pick up the phone while the client is there and with the permission of the of the client we will um, call the clinic and just let them know that we have a reactive and uh, that we were going to send them through to the clinic and all they require is the name of the person and their phone number so after the person has left um, I will actually send an email to the clinic, just letting them know that the person is, uh, give them the details of the person so that by the time the person arrives at the clinic, they would have a file opened already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really yeah. And it's, it's, um, the HSC were saying as well, this STI is very treatable. So that's very positive that it can be treated. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, syphilis can be treated and can be cured with antibiotics. Um, this, the treatment depends on, on, the, on the symptoms and how long, you know, the person has had the infection. Um, and the, the clinic will actually follow up um, on the treatment as the person um, goes along. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And when, so when could an individual have sex again? So, you know, so say an individual has been diagnosed with STI and they, they're starting their treatment. When can they have, when can they have sex again? Yeah. Um, the, the person, that's a very good question. <laughs> the person can actually uh, engage in sexual activities um, as soon as they're treated. Um, as long as the syphilis has been cleared and that can only be uh you know uh the doctor or the nurse can give a head can give a go ahead on that to say that well you know everything is clear and this is how you are and also just to say that um if people um have gone through the test and they have been their test has been reactive you know to syphilis hiv or whatever sdis they should be responsible enough to actually consult or let their partners or whoever they engaged in sexual activities know that they had or they are going through treatment for whatever sdis um, they have so that the transmission does not spire because you can imagine that um, if they have suppose the relationship is over that person will go to someone else and they'll start sleeping with somebody else and that mm. somebody else will actually you know be at risk of um, having syphilis or HIV or any STI so when someone, when a person um, has been tested and if they, they're found to have an STI, they need to inform their partners. And if they can't inform their partners, when they go to the clinic, to the STI clinic, they need to talk to the nurse and just tell the nurse um, that um, they have been engaging in sexual activities with a couple of people or multiple partners. Mm -hmm. So that, um, and what happens then is mm. that the nurse actually gets details of the person if the person is not comfortable enough to talk to the partners uh, the nurse will get um, details from the client and the hospital then is the one that will phone or will contact uh, all the other people that the client had been in contact with and to let them know and also when the hospital does that, the hospital won't mention names. The hospital won't say that, well, it was Anne who gave us yeah. your name that uh, you were in contact with her because she, she has ABC. No, the hospital won't do that. The hospital keeps that a secret. And the, the hospital will just say that, you know, you've been mentioned um, to be one of a contact of someone who um who was here uh, accessing services and that's all confidential yep very confidential okay and how can somebody present uh, prevent themselves from getting syphilis again um having syphilis once does not protect you from getting it again you you know that um you can have syphilis um this month and then after maybe seven months you have syphilis again um i know that the system uh, builds um um immune uh, you know the immune system actually produces antibodies that will fight the syphilis but that doesn't say that you know after 
being at risk once of syphilis, then you can say, oh, well, I'm immune to that and I can go and have unprotected sex as much as I can. No, because maybe you can be the carrier of that syphilis. If you have sex with someone this morning, you carried, and then you have some sex with someone else in the evening, that can easily be transmitted to, you know, that can be transmitted to that. But prevention, it all boils down to um, using protection and the protection is condoms. Mm. So condoms protect, so condoms prevents the transmission of STIs or the STIs whether HIV, syphilis, gonorrhea, anything, all the STIs. Yeah, it reduces the risk of it. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, people should um, get into the, um, people should get into this routine of having checks frequently, especially um, sexual health checkups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. just like going to the doctor yes like going to the doctor we actually in the services we do have people that come in that come in every three months to just have a test and sometimes it's like well I haven't had sex but you know it's just for me to be uh to for me to uh be okay that I don't have anything and um, um when it comes to sexual health I have a clean yeah. yeah yeah reassurance really like yeah it's all reassurance okay okay well <laughs> and yeah. Also, yeah and and you know what it's also good that um if at all uh one engages in um having unprotected sex or maybe some, there's a lot of things that we hear like oh i had the con the condom broke or I had oral sex, or I had this, or I had that. But for them to sit down and be thinking of that every single day for, let's say, about a year and not testing, that's very heavy because it will never go away unless they have a test. Unless they do a test and know that they're cleared, they don't have HIV or they don't have syphilis or hepatitis or gonorrhea or anything. So it's, it's, it's better for someone to actually test so that um whatever they have at the back of their mind every time they maybe have sex Mm. or um every time they want to engage in sexual activities that won't be at the back of their mind to say maybe i have syphilis and i'm going to transmit it to this person that i'm sleeping with yeah you can't enjoy that you know, there's no pleasure in having something that you want to do. And, you know, at the back of your mind, you're still thinking, maybe I have syphilis that I'm going to transmit it to somebody else. So it's better to test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for speaking to me today. And um, I'll leave all the details of how to access Gosh's testing as well Thank below. You. And um, yeah, we'll talk again. Yeah. Um, and don't forget that the services are free. Yeah. It's free. Important. There's no charge. Yeah. There's no charge to the to the services. And also it only takes 60 seconds for the for the results to be out. So from walking into the services 
to going out, it'll take about 10 to 15 minutes and the person is done. So maybe people, when they're going to work or from work or uh, on their lunch break, they can always book an appointment to come and have the test done. Okay, thanks, Anne. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you.